pray with me. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Happy Ascension Day, everyone. Um, we are very pleased here at St. George's to be hosting uh, Father uh, Van Warmer, who uh, was just ordained, when was it? It was before Easter. At the end of March, the, last, uh, the second to last Sunday of March. Just in, just in March, just when uh, the world fell apart, right? <laughs> um, so um, he's here at St. George's to say Mass for Ascension Day. We're very, we're very pleased to have him. Um, this observance, Ascension Day, is among the most important on the church calendar, but it's also sadly almost entirely neglected. In America, it passes uh, largely unnoticed except among uh, particularly devout Episcopalians, Catholics, and other liturgically-minded Christians. In Europe, it is, uh, it's more well-known because it, it tends to be a holiday when schools and businesses uh, are, are closed. It's a, 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 a day off for, for a lot of Europeans. In Germany, the day is referred to as Christi Himmelfark, <laughs> um, or, or sometimes Father's Day or Men's Day, and it involves more drinking and walks through the park than church attendance for most Germans. Um, the spiritual or theological significance of the day uh, tends to get buried. Most Christians are not really sure what to do with the Ascension. Um, I, I read in an article in the Living Church just today, they said it has a firm place in our creed, but uh, it struggles to find a place in our theology. It lacks the emotional punch of Christmas, say, or Easter, and it, frankly, it seems downright odd to people. Um, the image of, of Christ uh, rising up into the clouds while his disciples look on is a strange one. It's an unusual one. Um, the fact is, however, that all the amazing things that, that happened in Jesus' life, his, his birth uh, by the Virgin Mary in Bethlehem, his teachings, his miracles, his death, his resurrection. All of these amazing uh, mighty works ultimately go nowhere without the ascension. It is like the crown on everything else that he has done, the completion of his work. Think about it this way. Um, suppose you've been working for weeks on an important project, and the deadline is tonight. 
You pull an all-nighter and you finally finish the job, but then you fail to turn it in. You fail to send the term paper to your professor or the report to your boss or whatever it is. All that work would have come to nothing. The job isn't complete until the work is presented for approval. It isn't complete until it arrives at its destination. That is a, that's a bit like what we see in Jesus' ascension. The work has been accomplished. Christ descended to earth. He was born as a servant. He lived the perfect life. He announced the kingdom, proclaimed liberty to the captives, the love of God to the oppressed. He took our sins upon himself. He offered the all-sufficient sacrifice. He descended into hell. He rose for our justification. He appeared to his disciples. He was seen by angels. He was preached on in the world. Now wasn't the time for Jesus to enjoy his retirement. He, he wouldn't spend eternity uh, fishing along the shores of Galilee. No. No, the job was not yet completed. It was not yet brought to its resolution. He had to return to glory. He had to return to his Father, to enter the Holy of Holies, to go behind the veil into the heavenly realm and to present his sacrifice, his completed sacrifice before the mercy seat. His once and for all sacrifice is there presented eternally, forever. It speaks for us it proclaims our sins as canceled. It proclaims our forgiveness and our reconciliation with God. It is our eternal pass for admission to the throne of grace. When Christ ascended into heaven, he came to present his finished work. He also came to take back his throne, to resume his place as king of the universe. He takes his throne, however, clothed in our human nature. He reigns as our representative. He reigns as both God and man. And so in Christ, Mankind takes its predestined place as the royal children of God. Man was made for a time a little lower than the angels, but now is crowned with glory and honor, exalted above every dominion. 
Although Christ has withdrawn from our sight, from uh, our sense perception, he is with us always because we are forever joined to him by virtue of the perfect union of his humanity and his divinity. By taking with him his physical body, Christ is eternally human, bound to us forever through the Incarnation. So, what difference does believing the Ascension make to us? Paul lays it out in our reading from Ephesians. First, it means that the eyes of our heart can be enlightened, that we might know the hope to which God has called us. Because Jesus has ascended, the path to glory has been blazed for us. In one sense, we are seated with Christ already in glory. But in another, we press on in hope, knowing that our place is prepared. Secondly, it means that we might know the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, what St. Paul writes. Let me ask you, would it make a difference to you to know that you had a royal inheritance awaiting you? Um, that every debt you have accrued over your life was just a drop in the bucket compared to the riches that you have coming to you. I imagine it would. That would be, um, that would put a spring in your step. When it would be a significant uh, release from anxiety. How much more should the knowledge of our inheritance as children of God, lift us from despair and hopelessness. Finally, it means also that we might know the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe. Christ is enthroned above every power and dominion. Um, this means that there is no power greater than him means that there is nothing that binds us that can keep us from him. The same power that was at work in Christ, through which he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, the Holy Spirit, is also at work in us. When he ascended, he poured the Holy Spirit out on us. By the same Spirit, he continues to work through us until all things are made subject to him. And if we share his Spirit, our victory and our salvation is sure. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.